Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons on his way. And uh, we're ready to talk gardening with you. Call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And things are hopping at Millburgers. Lots of folks out here. I'm, I'm worn out, Milton. I think I've done my quota of oh, answering questions. questions. Yeah, you've had a bunch of questions, and a lot of them on the same thing. Yeah. Well, we had the deer-resistant plants. That's that's was a different one. Um, yeah, and of course the big the big one was freeze resistant. Yeah, the freeze damage. That's the big one. But it was uh, it was good. It was gratifying that uh, we had uh, at least one on uh, pollinators. Oh, good. Yeah, and uh, Mil Milberger's. Uh, uh, tropical milkweed. They've got a huge supply of tropical milkweed here to uh, get out there in, in time uh, to meet the needs of the uh, monarchs. But it not only will meet the needs of the monarchs, but it'll provide a nectar source for uh, hummingbirds and other butterflies as well. Yeah, and uh, so we have that here at Millburger. So lots of things, but. Uh, but it's fun to see the crowds again. Uh, the, the gardening hormones are kicking in for everybody, like you say. And uh, there's lots of folks out here uh, doing shopping. And it's fun to look in baskets. We'll have to see uh, uh, as the show goes on what people are getting. So uh, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm eager for Trace to come up on on the porch, so we can. I think he's still running out there. I sent that I person to go get him, and it looked like he was speeding up so he could get away. Oh well. Uh oh. Hi. Hi. What's up? Do you want to uh -oh. come over here? Well, she just looking, she, she's just looking for vincas. I don't know if oh, we're doing the radio show now. You're okay though. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah, I don't. Vincas, so I'll just. Vincas are uh, so, a yeah, plant. We don't plant them now. So we're not, not ready for vincas yet. All right, 210-308-8867. Or you can come they, by they just, and ask your question. They completely got 210-308-8867. And uh, we, uh, yeah. I want to, well, the reason I wanted Trace to uh, uh, come out on the porch was uh, maybe you saw Trace uh, and Peter from Millburgers quoted in the Express News article today about uh, talking about freeze damage and stuff. So, uh, all right, so, all right, 210-308-8867. Ron is on the line. Hey there, Ron. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Howdy. Thank you for the welcome. Doing okay. I'm just taking it easy. Just, uh, okay. This is, this is my Friday here. I'm off on Mondays and Tuesdays, so I'm over here. I'm doing what i got to do at work. Oh, wow, all righty. Yes, sir, just like you gentlemen. And Unless you work at a nursery, we we wouldn't want to promote the other nursery. But what do you do, or can you say? <laughs> you don't want to get in trouble, I guess. Do you want to use your real name? We can well, call you Ralph. Yeah, well, well, 
I work for a big web hosting operation here in uh, San Antonio. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It's, well, it's, Ralph, how can we help you? <laughs> well, well, thank you. <laughs> Ralph, yeah. Ralph, oh, my gosh, thank you, Mom, <laughs> there you for go. doing that to me. <laughs> um, say, I've got four beautiful, big, well-established Japanese boxwood, boxwoods in my, uh, my front yard. I've got two along the driveway. I kind of wish I wish I wish I would have set them in closer to the to the yard, and not quite as close as I did to the driveway, because I've got to keep them trimmed down on the driveway side. And the same thing out there by the sidewalk. And they've actually almost grown together. They're as big as me. They're probably five foot uh, ten, just about, and maybe better. Really big, nice and round, beautiful. This and they took a terrible beating from this, as you can imagine. They've always had like an antifreeze in them. They've never really succumbed to freezing weather, but I guess we've never, you know, what, 12 degrees for how many hours? So my, my question is, what, should I just um, let them be? Should I trim them back? Because they took a beating, especially on one side, more so than the other. They're down to this puny yellow color. Obviously, the, uh, the, the leaves are, they're gone. And it's such a well-established boxwood. I mean, that, those things must be 14 at least four, maybe 15 years old, and these are big. And uh, well, So should I prune them back or just let them be or what? Well, you, you better just let them be. Now, the damage is, is not, despite what you can see there, the damage is not well defined. You know, it sounds like you've got uh, a mix of, uh, uh, and if it's a typical boxwood, you've got a mix of, uh, Frozen leaves and green leaves and exactly. everything in between. You're also going to have that mix of the, the damage on the stems, and that's the mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing to deal with. Because uh, are they shaped? Oh yeah, they're they're pretty much yeah. they've got them trimmed, so they're rounded, so, rounded. So you'll have to be patient and let them uh, go to the point where it's what which is the live wood is defined you know mm -hmm. this is alive so you can and then you cut off all the all that dead and then you have then you'll have to go back to the uh shaping it again it's going to be a long process for you yeah, uh hopefully sounds like yeah. though you got uh a, ba a basic live plant so yeah. that that's better than uh, a lot of the situations where we it's real unclear whether the plant is even going to live. Yeah, yeah. So the core is intact, and the inside is still green. It's going to be amazing how it shielded mm. itself, you know, with its outer foliage. But uh, okay, we'll just give it some time and and uh, yeah, just deal with the just look above above it or below it when you're looking in that direction, so you don't get impatient and and right. it'll and, and you know might be. Four or five weeks, six weeks before it really defines itself. Well, good okay. luck. Well, well, thank you. A plate of fried green tomatoes to make with pork chops, like I told you before, make anything. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. All right. I knew that okay. was you. I was wondering, is that our uh, yep. green tomato, Ron? And, sure and enough. Have, yep. Huh? Yep. Yep. Cool. <laughs> have you made it by the nursery yet? Not yet. It's going to happen. It looks ah. like we're, we're, we're fixing to pretty quick here because we're, we're deciding what part of the, the uh, front or backyard we're going to use, probably the front yard, and uh, dedicate some space just for tomatoes and maybe some Yay. green peppers. Or, yeah, so 
All right. And, and I, I can't wait to, to meet you, gentlemen. It's going to be a, it's going to be an honor. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm bringing uh, my daughter too. It's our honor, Ron. Oh, thank you, sir. That way we don't disappoint him. He's going to hear it feeling the line, and uh, Calvin's looking at me funny. I'm just wondering how he's going to use uh, the rodeo tomato, Ruby Crush, for green tomatoes. We sell other tomatoes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get some big variety for so I could let them grow really big and just pick them green and, uh, and just uh, uh, eat them up. Red, do- Red Deuce might be a good one. Uh, Red even, uh, tycoon, tycoon work. <laughs> or red snapper. Are they, or are they still selling that? Which that tycoon? Yeah. I think I think it was saved. I thought it went off the market. No, no, no. I think it's still there. It almost well, did. <laughs> All right. Good luck, help. Ron. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you, Ron. You take care. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. If we don't have any more questions, I have a question. All right, are you ready? No. I, know you I don't know. I'm worn out. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I want to know, and I have a feeling I speak for other people, especially as I drive around. Um, so you've got a St. Augustine lawn. Yeah. It's That's full of oak leaves. I'm going to describe every, every challenge I have. That's <laughs> yellowish brown, but has little green splotches just, just coming out of it. That's good. Um, so what do I, what do, I do here? Uh, does it require more water? Does it require fertilizer? Does it require being left alone? Do I rake the leaves off? Do I panic? What do I do? Why? Well, I, I thought you'd already decided you were just going to mow it and leave it uh, decompose on there. Oh, the leaves or the leaves? Yeah. Oh, I got to get a lawnmower. Oh, well, <laughs> you don't have a lawnmower? No, my lawnmower broke, so uh, I got to get a lawnmower. But well, that makes it a little tougher. Uh, that does make it a little tougher. But you could. You did you can. break it or did it break on its own? I think it broke on its own. Oh. It, uh, it'll, it'll decompose. How deep are they? They're not. Oh, they're not very deep. No. Yeah, well, no, they'll de- decompose quickly. Okay. So you don't have to. So leave those alone. Yeah, and, and, and then if uh, anybody questions, you tell, uh, tell them that it's a conscious effort to recycle the, the leaves and. Do I do anything? So as I look as I look over the front yard, I see. I just want to help it. I just want to say, okay, front yard, you're trying, little guy. I want to help you, buddy, but uh, I don't well, know if I should do anything. It's not. It's not the most efficient time to okay. uh, to fertilize. You don't need to really water. Now the other thing, though, if you if you're uh, switching or want to use their organic fertilizer now yeah. now is the time now would be a, a time that, because it takes it a while for it to decompose so you do you'd start that early but but our re, our uh, slow release lawn fertilizer we generally don't uh, uh, apply that until close to may 1st so am i unique in wanting to do something anything oh, no. to help it or is it here you're not okay a lot of people are uh, out there just looking over, going out every morning and looking over their uh, their lawn, except their lawn is the winter weeds. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna and they're gonna discover that when we get into some warm weather uh, in April, and uh, and those winter weeds will they'll have this rush of growth and then they'll all fade away and they'll get then we'll get a lot of questions about. 
Oh, my lawn has just died. I can't believe it. I've yeah. been fertilizing it and everything. Oh. Yeah, so here, here is, and this, this may be another thing that people are experiencing. Here's how the emotional part goes. Look over the lawn. Oh, it's just, just brown. It's that tannish yellow. Oh, look, there's some green. I wonder what that is. Oh, bed straw. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the bed straw is like a... It, it's fun to poo with. Uh, is it? Is it really? <laughs> it is let's let's it's take really, a vote on that. Yeah. Let's call in if you think bed straw is fun to fool with. It's <laughs> really, a, really a pretty do- dominant this year. Yeah, it seems to. Uh, yeah. Henbeth is doing a serious, serious yeah. job here. Yeah. Well, but, did you see that article, Jerry? The, they did a feature article in the Ex- Express News on. Uh, yeah. Uh, purchasing uh, materials at uh, nurseries, and they emphasized. Milburgers and yeah. Rainbow Gardens. Yeah, great. Yeah, Trace uh, and Peter did a great job. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I, I love that big picture they got on the front front page of SA Life. That uh, that lady carrying a tomato, and she's if you look look at the picture closely, uh, she's also got some in the cart. So uh, <laughs> uh, and the little girl's got a marigold. <laughs> Carrying a marigold, but uh, they've got a good stock of plants out here now, mm-hmm. and, and more tomatoes, I think. Well, we've got uh, the one I'm excited about is we've got the tropical milkweed, and that that is uh, there's a large number of them, and it's uh, kind of essential if you're going to meet the needs of the monarchs that are coming in, and they're they're not they're not blooming yet, but they're not very far from. From blooming, and then, then of course, what uh, is getting to be the time to plant my favorite zinnias? Oh, really? So you know, after, after March fifteenth or so, they they should do if they they kind of parallel the tomatoes a bit. Yeah, and you can do them by seed, or you can do them by uh, they're of course they're much faster to mature by seed than a tomato is, but. Uh, they're they're another uh, nectar source that is available. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we don't have any mist flowers yet. No, but in most home landscapes, unfortunately, the milkweeds and the mist flowers uh, kind of got flattened, and they're going to be a while to yeah. before they emerge. They're slow to come back like that. Uh, Kevin. I- I, w- I want you to uh, continue to mention zinnias throughout the growing season. You never seem to mention them. Oh, that yeah, no, I know, I don't. Uh, I mean, uh, but once they come on the market, uh, would I would appreciate you mentioning yeah. zinnias more. Well, uh, he's on the zinnia. He's, he's working for Big Zinnia now. Did I? Uh, how did I do on uh, on the? Um, <laughs> What's that? Jerry's favorite plant, that summer plant? Uh, oh, fanic phlox? Or uh, no, no, no. <laughs> what? The, uh, uh, the 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 one the the one that horse uh, herb? Not horse herb. <laughs> I can't believe it, Milton. That she was just here and she, the, uh, she asked. Vinca. Vincas, yeah. Vinca oh, Vincas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was, I was pretending there was uh, was <laughs> late, too late in the season, but. Uh, she she was already looking for Vinca's uh, to, yeah. to, to replace. I kind of I said, well, 
You know, it's uh, the Vinkas just froze. <laughs> look at me. Well, they're, not, they're done freezing. So where are they? Yeah, exactly. They? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that, I'm gonna. Uh, you uh, all said uh, to wait until the end of May or so to see if the Vinkas come back. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. It's, it, no. Everything's gonna be a, uh, everything's gonna be trouble on the wholesale nurseries on what what they uh, get ready and into, into the retail nurseries. So. Now I'll tell you what I have seen. This is kind of interesting. So right before the uh, freeze, with the place we worked, they planted snapdragons. I think they were snapdragons. Um, they look like them. Um, and of course, then. You know, two days after we we're the freeze and we go back, they just look horrible. But now they're starting to green up from the roots. Yeah, the, a lot of the snapdragons are were just frozen in the top half. Now, in my cut flower garden, the ones at the bottom end of the garden were only frozen in half. The ones at the top of the garden were frozen right flat to the ground. So every I think every garden is different in terms yeah. of the set. stocks were just... I'm, I'm afraid my poor and Jerry Jerry's caladiums. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're... they they were mush. <laughs> I'm afraid my blue bonnets in the container are just they they got beat up too hard. Did I don't they? I don't know why, but the ones in the ground are fine. In fact, they're starting to bloom. Yeah, the uh, the ones in the containers had a blo- had blooms on them. Didn't had a bloom on it. I think one of them did. Yeah, the white. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's that's uh, and they were taller. Yeah, they were they. So that main stem uh, probably froze back. Well, but, but the whole thing is kind of a gray. Of course, they're kind of gray. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm still gonna hope. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's pick back up. I gotta trim back my um, whopper begonias, right? Yeah. If there's any to trim back. No, they're just, they're all sticks. So I'm I'm hoping they come back from the roots because I sure like those. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be slow. Okay. I got patience. I got good news and I got bad news. No. The good news is. How do you uh, know we want the good news first? (laughs) I I, uh, got a call from the uh, nursery, the uh, wholesale nursery. That's producing that uh, I gave the seed of that uh, of a penguin peppers to. Oh, geez. <laughs> I gave him real grandy gold. I gave him a red Parsons potent chili penguin. And I gave him an orange Parsons <coughs> potent chili penguin. penguin. But anyway. Orange? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they they come they when you plant when you plant red, a certain percentage of them comes back orange, very small percentage. Yeah, that's okay, but they're hardy. But we took a they play good football. We took we took the seed of took the seed at the same time, handled them the same way. He said the real grande gold did pretty good. Okay. And the red... You're going to make Marty upset if you... Red chili penguin uh, did better than all of them. Oh, okay. But you're going to give us bad news on the orange, aren't you? Orange. He said he could get one plant from the seed. This is this is suspicious. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's, he's, he's, not, he's not an Aggie. <laughs> ah, this is really getting suspicious. 
So uh, I told him to forget the orange. Ah. So good that it happened. Uh, and uh, he, they're, they're going to grow, uh, I think they're going to grow 20 flats of, uh, of, of uh, how many plants are in each flat? So 24? Uh, Depends on the flat. Yeah, uh, four and a half inch oh. in larger containers. And and uh, same, uh, but uh, he wanted to increase the uh, red chili penguin uh, to take care of the orange. I ordered 15 of the orange, not mm. very many of the orange. Thank God it didn't come up. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I told him that uh, we'd stick with our 20 flats. And uh, to about the same number of uh, 20 flats of 24 plants uh, for the for the real grande gold pepper. So if you do some math on that, basically 20 flats of 24 plants per flat is 480 plants, and that's all that's going to be available. Oh wow! So uh, I. <laughs> I, like I told him, uh, peppers don't sell nearly as good as tomatoes do. But uh, for the you hot pepper people, we have grown a few. Have yeah. grown a few. You'll like the penguins. <laughs> and the uh, and we got some real grandy gold peppers. For you people who burp. There you go. They don't want to belch. That's right. Belch us. All right, we uh, have to take a break. Are we at a breaking time? Yeah, we do. We'll save the bad news after the break. All right, we'll save. I thought news. that was the bad news. No, that the orange ones weren't. No, no, that was good news. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> and we come back, I think we're going to talk to David Rodriguez. What? Oh. <laughs> He's David alive. still exists? He's alive. It's a rumor. I and, mean, you know, with AE being or AI being the way it is, well, this may be someone I, pretending to I be I was David. supposed to do a program with David, and he didn't show up. Instead, Neil. Oh, oh yeah. Man. All right, back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, <laughs> 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Swings low on the Alamo. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. As we remember the Alamo on uh, on the anniversary of the fall of the Alamo, Al's going to play some Alamo songs for us. This hey, is sad. Yeah, hey, real quick. It's my saddest day. I know. All those Tennessee boys. It's okay. Bought it. At, bought it. It's going After to be. riding all the way down here, <laughs> it's going to be okay, Jerry. It's a long ride, Milton. I know they were they were <laughs> running from Tennessee. Hey, um, talk real quick about Spider-Man termite and pest control. Uh, if uh, you want to win the battle against uh, roaches and rats and all that, uh, Warren Remy and Spider-Man uh, know how to do it. They have uh, been doing this since 1976. Scorpions, fleas, ticks, and they're going to be here and they're going to be here soon. Uh, mosquitoes, the IntuCare mosquito trapping system is absolutely wonderful. Spider-Man introduced it to San Antonio, and now there are other folks doing it, but nobody knows it and understands it like Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. So make your home 
uh, pest-free. Call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, especially those termites. Uh, we, we're going to talk to Warren and find out when that's going to be a big issue. But it's easy as calling 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or go online at GoSpiderManPest.com. James is on the line, uh, and uh, he's, he wants to speak to anybody who, who who likes zinnias? Do we have anybody that likes zinnias? No, what are, zinnias. No. What are they? They're one of, yeah. <laughs> James, uh, you have a zinnia. I'll try it, James. Yeah, Calvin might know something about them. James, are you on the you're on the line? What's going on, James? Uh oh, maybe James isn't on the line. <laughs> All right, two one zero three. I don't think that was James. He doesn't care about zinnias. No, oh, okay. All right, James, where are you? <laughs> Oh, we lost him. So, oh, okay. So, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. David Rodriguez should be calling in any second now. Any second? Do you want to give us the bad news? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's for Calvin. Oh no! <laughs> I talked to some of my friends in Tennessee. Yeah. And they had a, they had a. It's even colder in Tennessee. Yeah. Almost close to zero. And you know they put up a lot of bluebird boxes. Yeah. In in Tennessee, and and East Texas too. And uh, when even, my, oh, even in uh, San Marcos. You in, do there? Really? Yeah, New Braunfels. Too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, when they, when he went out to clean out his uh, clean out his bird boxes, the bluebird boxes, it was full of dead bluebirds. Oh no. And I mean, they it killed uh, a large majority of the bluebirds in Tennessee. Anyway, well, there were uh, there were a lot of uh, reports or or inquiries from uh, li- listeners and readers about you know have you ever experienced you know what's going to happen to some of those purple martins? Yeah. And they they talked about other kind of birds too that uh, rely yeah. on the houses. Now, I didn't I haven't seen any. I didn't see uh, any caught in the houses, but uh, the neighbors reported that there were a lot of uh, cedar waxwings and uh, other birds, English sparrows, that had gotten killed by something. English sparrows got killed. Oh yeah. Oh hell no. No now. It- Them's fighting words. It's only only fair. (laughs) It's only fair. Well, we'll switch from your bad news to some good news because we have David Rodriguez on the line. All right. And he and uh, Trace are going to kind of talk a little bit and make an announcement. What's going on, David? How are you? Hello. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Long time no see. Good afternoon. Oh, don't start it, David. They're going to jump on you. No, no, they keep wondering if you're alive. <laughs> oh, I'm alive. I'm alive. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's been it's been uh, about one year now, Milton, since my last uh, face-to-face presentation out in the public, and I think the last talk was at at Milberger. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we get back where we need to be. It's been a whole year already. You know. Yeah. Um, it'll be nice when you can come back. Not not yeah. just as a shopper. Yeah, you're right. It'll be nice. And but you were here this morning. You picked up something, I was here right? This morning. Yes, yes. And thank you. All we right, want to. So we want to thank uh, Trace and the and the, and the staff at Milberger's 
a landscape nurse and trace is right I, I went by there earlier this morning and uh they're uh, very busy a lot of great inventory good merchandise and uh, getting filling it up filling it up for the spring and that's awesome and uh, i believe last weekend um, the millburgers landscape nursery uh, was promoting uh, the rodeo tomato which is ruby crush which is an awesome awesome grape-like tomato and uh, the funds that they had on their on their sales for that weekend, they wrote a very very nice, and they always do take care of a lot of great people out there. A check for our youth gardens program. So we want to personally thank Trace and the staff at Millburgers Landscape Nursery and Calvin for putting it in the in the newspaper as he always does to help. It took us three time. attempts to. It took us three attempts to be able to actually donate to any kind of real money. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried the weather, the weather well, and then we thank tried you. the weather. So we just kept postponing until we could actually do a real donation. Of course, it's one of our favorite tomatoes anyway. It's so yeah. it's well worth people trying, and it's an extra dividend that they, we were able to raise some money for the youth garden. Yeah, this effort. is the first yeah. tomato that was ever tested by the public. Uh, before it was made a rodeo tomato. Well, Jerry converted me. I, I went through about a six-month, <laughs> eight-month trial of, of course, comparing it to BHN 968. Yeah. Now I've come, David. I've come to the conclusion that you need both because they're both they're different, yeah, but yeah. they're both wonderful. Yeah, they both the, have the a, kind of a little different taste. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the seed on the nine BHN 968, the dwarf cherry surprises limits the amount of growers that grow it. But you're right, Calvin, if folks have the opportunity to plant both of them and do a comparison, and particularly if they get the kids involved, you know, they don't need a lot of plants. I mean, you can have enough little tomatoes by planting one plant of each, and that'll, that'll oh, give you plenty yeah. of tomatoes. You know? <laughs> yeah, I took some to a greenhouse grower down south here that I work with, and... uh uh, this year, this year, uh, last year, I took them last year, and uh, took them both. Uh, ro- they wrote the uh, yeah, nine sixty eight, nine sixty eight, and the uh, Ruby uh, Crush, Ruby Crush. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, this year, uh, I took him some tycoon earlier on, okay. and I told him, I said, I started to bring you some uh, some cherry tomatoes. And he said, thank goodness you didn't bring <laughs> I don't want, I said, what, you want one or two <laughs> plants? No. He said, I don't want any. <laughs> said, don't say anything about putting me in the hospital last year picking fruit. Oh, and we, so, we've, we've, done, we've done those tomatoes, too, at the, the children's garden in the past. And um, I think last, before we closed it down with COVID, they were growing both of those in one season, and I, I go out there Sunday, Monday to check on things. I said, I thought you guys picked all the tomatoes on yeah. Saturday. <laughs> and we did. There's more ready to be picked today. <laughs> so it's a very, yeah, once rich. it starts coming into production, it's, a, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget the guy, uh, Haberdeer, a guy named Haberdeer, a farmer, who planted uh Five acres of, uh, at that time, it was a small fry, the Texas A&M. There we go. Small fry. And it, it's, a, it's a producer like that, too. What? I don't think you can get fry, small fry anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> he, 
He planted five acres of, of wow. those plants. And uh, he said his picking crew never got off the first row. They'd get to the end of the row. And it was picking, ready to start it. Ready to start at the beginning. Five <laughs> so acres. He had to plow oh, up man. probably four and a oh. half acres. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but they're great in containers, so the chairs yeah, are great. Definitely. And great for kids. And yeah, they say, awesome. uh, I, I was looking over the write up on uh, 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 the uh, Ruby Crush, and they say it's a. Determinant or smaller growing tomato too. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. uh, it, to me yeah. it has kind of a when you put it in a container with a tomato cage, it seems to have almost a weeping effect on the bottom. I don't know if you've noticed that growth out there. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks kind of a weeping effect. So it has a unique growth. So for compact yeah, patio gardening, it works perfect. Oh yeah, it'd be perfect for uh, containers or uh, and easier to pick when it leans over. Have you have you ever you said the ch- uh, children's garden had uh, ruby crush and also had uh, dwarf cherry surprise? Yeah, the, uh, the fall. Did, the did fall you did you? Okay, did you deter, Did you uh, compare the sizes of those? Yes. So the fall of 2019, we decided to go forward with that instead of planting a larger tomato, and we planted. The 96A, which everybody loves, and then we planted Ruby Crush to do a comparison. Comparison, okay. Yeah, and really that season, I think Ruby Crush performed better. And a four-foot plant compared to 96A, about five foot or so. So it is a little oh, bit more that compact. Right? On, that, on that comparison planting. That's good. That's great. Well, cool. <laughs> And we still got some out here. Yeah, we sure do. Good. And we pre- yeah. we appreciate we appreciate uh, you not going to the rodeo this year, and Master Garden not growing a rodeo uh, because we got the rodeo plants that you reserved. Yes, good. I'm glad y'all could help <laughs> with that in the, in the other nursery, and thank even, goodness. even if it was uh, yeah. a week before rodeo started. But it's all good. <laughs> thank, thank goodness you did it, because otherwise there may not have been any tomatoes That's at all right. after that. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So it all worked out. Were, it all worked out. <laughs> they were the best plants that I think we've ever had of rodeo tomatoes. Yeah, they were I beautiful. Mean, yeah, they're big and healthy. Nice and big. And people walking out well, with them. Even I well, got when one. We put, when we put the <laughs> small fruited tomato as the, as the rodeo tomato, I thought Dr. Parsons was going to strangle me and say, why are you putting a little tomato out there? But... You know, we thought so many kids are with this COVID have been homeschooled and been staying home that this oh, would be a good a- family project, you know, to be doing. So it all worked out. So you you said Jerry was the one that was complaining. <laughs> That's not the story we've got at this oh, end, David. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm going to uh, give David's home phone number out to all those people that call up here. Mad oh, as hell man. because the rodeo tomato is not a large fruited for plant. Oh, oh man! Or, or the for as many people I'll as you make Dr. mad, you make twice that happy. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> well, well, thank you, David. Remember, there's been some years that we planted tomatoes four times until we got it right. So. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I I also got some good news uh, from Doctor Larry Stein, and he okay. has talked to the. Uh, 
our tomato grower, who, by the way, almost died with COVID. Uh-oh. And uh, they're going to plant some our varieties of tomatoes again this year. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. And, uh, that's, Much that's smaller good trial, but we're going to go forward, yes. Yeah, well, good Lord, it should have been a smaller trial the whole time. That doctor will <laughs> come up with 20 or 30 varieties that you got to plant 100 plants of each variety. Uh-huh. So well, let me let me ask y'all a question, and y'all probably have heard thousands of this the last two weeks. Do y'all think this big cold spell we had is worse than what we saw in the eighties? I think it is. Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I do too. The, the, the really sad thing is we all remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. It, la- so, okay. it lasted so long, so long, yes. so long. Yeah. Yes. And then the, the, okay. the result is so even. I mean, it's yeah. really, everything's brown, except <laughs> yeah. for the winter yeah. weeds. Yeah, there, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's the real green. Bed straw is going strong. I, I, oh, I looked man. at all the uh, sago palms around. Oh. oh. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for some piece of green mm. on oh, the sago yeah. palms. And I've not seen a piece of green on the sago mm. palms. Well, yeah. Milton and I, before the show... We had uh, four or five people with with the sago palm <laughs> questions and problem, and they came up and they and they they were optimistic. They wanted to be optimistic. Uh-huh. And say, well, we haven't seen any green yet, but when do you think we uh-huh. will see it? Yeah. <laughs> Calvin when hell freezes over, Calvin said, just kiss them goodbye. Can you believe that from Calvin? That's terrible. He didn't you get my answer to. He said, he said kiss, kiss and goodbye. That's what he said, yeah. That's what he yeah, said? That's good terrible. for you, Calvin. Da- so David, guess, I'm guessing I, 50% at least loss on those. I haven't seen any green I, yet. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. So I guess spraying liquid seaweed didn't work on him, right, Dr. Parsons? Right, yeah. I, I tried that, <laughs> but it, but, uh, but uh, <laughs> I'll take uh, Greg Grant's uh, philosophy. Uh, brown is a color. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. We do so uh, uh, dye for grass. <laughs> there yeah, you go. We can just paint yeah. green. Talk paint to the lady at a, a wedding venue. But uh, uh, everything was toasted. Uh, she bought. Oh some, no! Did she buy some? She bought some dye for grass. <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> I went. I, I went out uh, by sunset yesterday, and the the sunset on those brown sago. Palms are Ooh. beautiful. Oh, yeah, man, well, you are the glass. Absolutely beautiful. Oh. David, the glass is in the same, ha- same league <laughs> with English sparrows <laughs> and cockroaches. Oh, All right. Man. All right, David, we got to take a call. It's too fun. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a Thanks great week. Thanks for calling. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Thanks to Millburgers. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all... I'm just happy to be able to donate something. No. If I, if I did it off the original date, I'd have donated about $6. No, that was <laughs> smart. That's smart to wait. And, you know, this is... How many years have y'all been doing this now? This is almost a decade. Well, as long as I've been here. Yeah. Because so, I was the one responsible for counting them before and after. Oh, geez. Eight or, eight or nine years ago. Okay. Yeah, I think... All right, George has a cut ant question, and he's been waiting. Let's see if we can help it him out. killed them all. That freeze killed them all. No, stop it. Hi, George. <laughs> Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, I have a cut ant problem, and uh, I'm wondering what the latest is. Uh, 
I uh, have tried a few things, and uh, the minor stuff doesn't work, and I need something heavy, I guess. Uh, what well, is the best to try to do away with these things? Are they uh, are they are they getting the leaves now? What leaves? Yes, they are. They're still working. They've been working okay. for quite a while. They're still. Do you active. live out? Do you live in the sandy area? I live I about uh, <clears throat> a few hundred yards outside of Bear County, west. Yeah. In Medina County, it's uh, sandy, isn't it? And not really. No, not here. Okay. Um, Got a little Kalifi, but it, it's not sandy. <laughs> yeah, they've. Uh, we've talked about this several times before on the show, and uh, uh, they they used to have, they had a bait uh, for the fi- uh, cu- uh, leaf cutter ants, and they took it off the market. Problem to anybody that doesn't have it. <laughs> But uh, and they, uh, uh, they—I don't think they've come back with a bait that is actually effective. Now, what we've recommended for years is uh, orthene, orthene uh, fire ant killer, which contains acephate. Okay. And if you open the can and it doesn't stink, take it back. Okay. You'll know, you know what I mean when you open that can. Now, now the, <laughs> it's a real problem with the freeze, but one thing it does, it kind of <clears throat> reduces the targets. Yeah. So you can identify. And what, the way you use the acephate is that you, you build roadblocks on their trails. You know, they don't have to be, you know, you just go a, a three-foot little hill of acephate. And then when the cut ants go through the acephate, uh, it kills them and anywhere they, and they kill it, kills them when you carry it back to the, uh, to the, the mound. Ground, yeah. Of course, it's not yeah. perfect, but it, no. uh, it uh, <laughs> does, does change the target. Yeah. So you uh, don't, <laughs> don't tell your neighbors. neighbors. Yeah, don't tell your neighbors. <laughs> The uh, an- another thing that some irresponsible person wrote in to uh, PlantAnswers.com, and if you go on PlantAnswers.com, use the search first search engine to the right. It talks about making a bait uh, with bran cereal and uh, uh, using acephate. And uh, you, you basically you're making a poisonous bait. Of course, uh, that is very. That's not on the label, obviously, and uh, but it's something that a lot of people have used with great success. But uh, we we don't recommend it for Aggie families because they could t- if they have any bait left, they tend to put it up on the shelves and they eat it. Eat the kids oh, eat the man eat the bait. How how long are we? How long has he been on this show? <laughs> I don't know. But but where, the good news is you don't have to Charles worm. when we need him. Yeah. The good news is you don't have to worm your kids for months. Well, your good news is not <laughs> good news. Yeah. So you might want to go to plantanswers.com and see. Yeah. Do, just do a search for cut ants. 
Leave uh, uh, George, tell us how it goes, okay? Uh, tell, let me tell you one thing. Uh, I, I got one here about uh, oh, four or five years ago. I, cut ants. I had so bad in one area of my garden, and I didn't want to use any uh, insecticide of any sort. But I had a water well nearby, and I let that water run into the hole at a rate where it would not overflow, but just go directly yeah. into the uh, bed. And uh, yeah. after about two days, 48 or more hours of that, I went out one day, and the queen was on the top of the ground. All and right. I was able to wipe her out, and uh, basically she Good. was already dead. But uh, that eliminated them in that part of my garden totally. Now hmm, they're out right. in the field, and uh, so yeah, I uh, arthine is <laughs> problem. I'll, I'll try arthine. Yeah, right. uh, and the the uh, some people, the old timers used to use a product called uh, uh, Vapam. No, I've heard of it. Methobromide. Methobromide. Okay. And uh, it was a gas. But uh, the Hill Country people introduced me to using methyl bromide. I'd use it in greenhouses and things. But uh, you can no longer get methyl bromide. No. And we had some of our dedicated listeners call in and said uh, they had poured uh, diesel and gasoline down the hole. That'll uh, move them, but it won't wipe them out. Yeah. I had a, had a guy uh, tell me one time in the hill country that he had put, uh, uh, they call it uh, liquid, uh, let me see. Guys, we got we got to take a break. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry, George, we got to run real quick. So we'll talk to you next time, man. All right, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, green estate in the land of the free. Raised in the woods, so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer: 210-308-8867. The number to call. We're going to get to Sal in just a second. Also, want to tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. We've been talking about this in nature. Uh, if you want to bring more nature to your yard whether it's a feeders or birdhouses, purple martin houses, or you just want to be able to enjoy them with uh, the right binoculars, or you've just got some questions. Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military with Kyle and everybody over there, including Bill, uh, is uh, the place to go. As far as we know, Bill's, Bill, still, Bill's that old guy, right? Yeah, Bill's the old guy over there. Yeah, He didn't freeze? Tell, tell him Calvin says, hey, <laughs> uh, when you see Bill. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be able to help you at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And the coolest thing about them is they're problem solvers, and uh, they build relationships with their customers so that they uh, 
uh, come time and time again. But it's it's it is not unlikely that you'll be you'll meet somebody in there that's that's been a customer of theirs 10, 15, 20 years over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. So go by and visit them, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, or call them at 4-210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. All right, Sal is on the line, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Sal. We'll start your question off and see if we can't answer it before the news. What's going on, Sal? Yes, sir. I've arranged to have some garden grill soil spread on my garden, and it may be four to six inches thick somewhere in there. I've asked two landscapers, should I till that soil in or just plant through it? And they both said, well, just stick the tomato plant through it. I'm thinking, okay, I dig a hole through the soil, and it's deeper than four to six inches, and then the roots of the tomato plant are in the the original soil. What do you guys think of that? Well, I, the, the immediate thought is the best thing to do would be to mix that soil, to work that soil together rather than have a layer like that. I think, though, that your your plants would survive depending on what the, the soil is. Yeah. They're pretty tolerant. Does, uh, well, I, does that? I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get the, the good stuff down to the roots, so it seems it seemed logical to me to till it in. Yeah. Me too. Uh, depending, okay. depending on uh, what it, what is that the Gardenville uh, garden soil mix? Superior. Superior. Okay. When uh, when you look at it, do you see? Is it mainly organic material? Pretty much. They, they didn't tell you what was in it, did they? I didn't ask. I just uh, and they said that you, what you need is superior soil. That's the best. I said that's what I want. Okay. okay. It probably got red sand in it. See, they've changed the formulation out there since Malcolm uh, passed, and uh, the, the the only thing we have to worry about is. Uh, when you apply, when you till in that much organic material, sometimes you can get a nitrogen tie-up from the plant. Now, I bet, I bet you uh, fertilize with uh, organic fertilizer, right? No, it just got about it. Uh, yes, yeah, the 722 from uh, Gardenville. Yeah. Uh. Uh, that that makes it tough on that nitrogen uh, tie-up situation. Uh, what should I do? Well, the, <laughs> the best thing to do is uh, mix that soil together and use something like nineteen uh, five nine to provide the nitrogen. Put more nit- Put more yes. nitrogen in there. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or four times. Use four four times the amount of. Uh, of the uh, organic fertilizer, and put okay. it put it da- put it down as soon as possible. Yeah, super good idea. Okay. Alrighty. That's it. Good Thanks. Thank, thank you, Sal. Thanks for waiting. All right, we're gonna uh, get ready to take a break, but our phone number is two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. And if you're outside of San Antonio, 866 
308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. We welcome you. We welcome your questions. The nursery's getting more colorful. The begonias have moved yeah, in. Yeah, the oh, begonias yeah. have moved in. The nursery's nice and, and hot. geranium which is always fun to see. So uh, come on by and visit with us at 1604 on Bull Road. You've got any question in person. You don't even have to be on the air. How about that? What? I know. You, we want you on the air, but you don't have to be. All right, we'll take a break <laughs> and come back in a moment uh, with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we're ready to talk gardening with you. You just got to call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All righty. I just found Calvin's article. Okay. Getting past Trace to the night. Yeah, we forgot to congratulate he, Trace. He, he pushed Calvin right off the front page. Man, that Trace is... But that, he did a good job and uh, a lot of good information. The, uh, <laughs> the I, I was shocked at the headlines of Calvin's article. What was the, the headline? The coal too much for pride of Barbados. Uh oh! I was kind of shocked too. <laughs> That's what you said in the article, <laughs> but that goes against what we mentioned last weekend, where another one of Calvin's buddies said that uh, that he thought the Proud of Barbados were going to come back. Uh, my neighbor, who has a bunch of them, they they've cut them down. Everybody's cut them down, I guess. But uh, we'll wait and see. But I, <laughs> I, I think Calvin might be right on this. Mm. This, this is the most uh, encouraging column I think Calvin's ever written. What does that mean? It's terrible. Oh. Uh, <laughs> said uh, plants such as Esperanza, Firebush, Salvia, Lantana, Duranta, Thoralis, and Pontiana are proud of Barbados. May uh, were some, may, and may have are frozen to the ground, and some may be killed as we were subjected to approximately 200 hours of below freezing temperatures. No, Calvin, salvia, salvia. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be killed, and uh, I know firebush is not gonna be killed. No. So this, it was already down yeah. and dormant. And then he... <laughs> well, salvia, salvia will be flattened to the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, big time. So we'll... Uh, I, always, I always get suspicious when he's reading the article. <laughs> yes, that's uh, His interpretation. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of... I can see it on your... As I'm looking at you, I don't remember writing that. <laughs> what? That doesn't sound like. Well, knowing knowing Kevin and I have short-term memories, I can take advantage. Oh, of I see. <laughs> uh, and then he gives, but he does give some encouragement, misplaced, I might add, encouragement mm. for sago palms. Said uh, every every sago palm I've seen since the uh, cold spell is the color of pine straw. It's brown. It's beautiful. In sunsets, uh, 
which indicates that that the fronds died from the free the the, the leaves. Uh, some sagos will completely be gone. Now he probably should have mentioned all. Have you seen any, any green on any sago? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. That's a key. Okay. If yeah. you if you are listening to the show, but maybe it's too early to and, see green. Oh no. <laughs> The ones that are brown are brown to the bottom. I mean, uh, if if he was still alive, had any chance of living, some of those fronds would have green on that brown with okay, that brown. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with him, and I'm gonna think we're <laughs> I think we're gonna find some that uh, have survived and that they'll. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll just put it, out the uh, call. If you let, if you're patient and you let the plant express itself, yeah, uh-huh. it's, go, it's going to. There will be some of them that uh, survive. But, but we we are patient and let Jerry express himself. And how's that worked out for us? <laughs> oh yeah, well, <laughs> not everything is. Uh, Some say goes will be completely gone, but others will produce new fronds. From the plant center. Uh, be patient with them. Key is how they related to the cold weather. Were they shelter- sheltered in the open or covered? Well, if that's true for sagos, that's probably true for my citrus, isn't it? Which is planted up next to a southern wall of my house, which is dead as a hammer all the way to the ground. It could be, but, you know, <laughs> I've heard that Savego palms are different than citrus. Yeah. Oh, is that They're right? They're not yeah. as goldardy as citrus is. Yeah, well. <laughs> not sure. He's anyway. make, he makes up these rules as he goes along. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Absolutely. You can't remember that I ever said that, do you? What? No. <laughs> I haven't. See, see how this works, Milton? I see how you're working it. <laughs> And then he talked about plants in containers are more vulnerable than those in the ground. Uh, I, I, I wonder how Bart's wheelbarrow is doing, or did he roll it? Your neighbor, Bart, with his blue bonnets, red, white, and blue blue bonnets. You know, I haven't got a report from him. They, they, they were in a wheelbarrow, weren't they? Yeah. Didn't he roll them in? Yeah. He might have rolled them in. But uh, I've seen peat pot. Blue bonnets growing in a peat pot, and these these blue bonnets were uh, four and a half inch containers, the red, white, and blues. Uh, the uh, I've seen peat pot containers frozen hard as a brick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could throw them like a hardball and uh, come out of it. But they were smaller transplants. I think the ones that are big and elongated and getting ready to bloom in they blew. It's supposed to bloom in uh, late March. These in San Antonio area. According, according to Jerry's rules. Yeah, yeah right. which will change next week. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, John Thomas and the Wild Seed Farms open open the first week in April. Uh, used to because that's when their blue bonnets were uh, uh, blooming in the hill country. All right, well, h- hang on to that thought for a minute. We gotta help Sal out. I again. can't. You can do it. Your short term. <laughs> plus, Calvin may may have 
appreciate a break from being beat up and having <laughs> having his column say things he doesn't remember. Sal is, I think, back with us at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Sal? Well, thank you for allowing me a second question. Uh, what is What would you all recommend as a treatment uh, program or defense against um, uh, early blight in tomatoes. I've had several pieces of information, including putting down uh, agricultural cornmeal before I plant. So what do you all suggest? Well, say that again. Uh, early blight. What do we suggest? How do you avoid it? Avoiding early blight. Uh, first of all, uh, the, uh, the tycoon uh, tomato variety seems to be uh fairly resistant to early blight, okay. but the rest, the rest of them, uh, uh, you have to use a preventative measure about the time that the tomatoes start setting small fruit, and the best, and product, the pro- best product to use is one that contains chlorothalonol. Uh, let's see, it used to be sold as a... Or- Ortho multipurpose fungicide. Now it's sold. I think it's got chlorothalonol or, or uh, on the label. Uh, ba- uh, not Bailiton. Uh, trying to think of the other name. Yeah, for there's another name for it that we just can't think of right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's sold as a, a tomato fungicide. And uh, that that'll be applied uh, after they set marble-sized fruit. Now you'll have to apply it as a preventive spray. In other words, every seven to ten days, especially right. during right. especially during uh, wet weather. I you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I hesitate to mention wet weather, but uh, if it if it's dew, if there's a lot of dew every morning. Uh, that wets the leaf surface of the tomato. Uh, right. That uh, that helps. Also, what'll help is, uh, of course, the spores that cause early blight blows in the wind. Right. It, it's transported by spores, which are little plants, fungus plants, and uh, it's transported in the wind. A lot of people have have uh, indicated. That as long as they uh, have their uh, frost cover, their uh, uh, grow cloth, uh, we call it grow web. Right. On that. I've got it. Yeah. Uh, that that helps prevent early blight because it because those spores can't grow, blow and get on the plants. Gotcha. And once you take it, once you take it off. Once you take it off, the uh, game's on. I've had um, I've had people tell me to use a copper product. Did you ever have any success with that or heard about that? Yeah, uh, the farmers use a use a copper use use coside one hundred one. One we talk about for ball moss uh, to control bacterial infection. And they also use, uh, well, they use the fungicide, and and they they mix them all with an insecticide. 
when they when they were spraying their little tomatoes. So, uh, but uh, I th- I think it, it doesn't hurt to put a if you got some coside laying around uh, or get some of these uh, copper spray products that uh, we have at the nursery and uh, that and mix that in with your uh, uh, chlorothylone. Chlorothylone. Okay. Yeah, chlorothylone. <laughs> And uh, that, uh, that can, we, no. yeah, we, weekly wants the fruit is a market size, right? No, a marble size. Marble size. I'm sorry, marble size. Very, very small. Okay. And, and and you don't have to do it if it's if we're in a dry spell and not having dews. Right. Because it's all it's all uh, dependent on. Uh, uh, the leaf moisture, in other words, the leaf staying wet. If if we have dew, should I spray in the morning when the dew's out there? Yeah, you can. Okay. But like I said, every seven every seven to ten days. Okay, gotcha. And it's one, a it's a cover it's a covering spray, and uh, it just covers the leaf surface, and it doesn't hurt to get on the fruit either. It doesn't go into the fruit. Gotcha. One more, one more quick question. Have y'all got had any reports from uh, the nursery growers on the availability of like uh, Meyer lemons and the dwarf Meyer lemons? Well, Trace had uh, had uh, yeah, already ordered some. Yeah, they're coming. I don't remember when. And the 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 uh, grower, uh, there's only a couple of growers in Texas, uh, is down the other side of is in Orange, in Orange, over there around. Uh, uh, the border, uh, other side of Houston. Yeah, uh, I know where Orange is. Yeah, and uh, I I asked him about that. Well, here he comes. He heard it. He heard his name. Uh, Trace is coming up to I the porch. He said uh, in the March, early April. But so somebody's asking about the availability, Trace, of uh, of the lemons, Meyer lemons, and dwarf. Well, my booking is coming. Oh, good. Um, but when that's gone, I don't know what's going to happen after that. Yeah. What did you? Is it uh, late March? Well, it should have already been here. Uh, should have already been, been here. here the first week of March, but okay. they were holding it to make sure everything was good. Okay, I that's be- good. I believe. Don't ever quote me, but I believe they said something like the tenth. Is when it's going to come in. Tenth of March. Oh, that's that's Wednesday. And but they, you can call and check, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's an obscene amount of lemons ordered. Mm, copious. <laughs> yes, copious. Uh, if I remember correctly, both reg, regular and on dragon rootstock. Oh, good. Excellent. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. That, uh, I was going to say, one of the interesting things about the customers today is almost every cart has a tomato and a citrus on it. Yes, sir, it does. So people are <laughs> people are taking it on the chin and replanting the citrus, which they love. Well, that's wonderful, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you for calling. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Well, I got some huge bookings coming this week, <laughs> supposedly coming this week. Uh, roses, yeah. citrus. I've got a huge order coming out of Florida because, as we all know, 
what happened to us happened to all the growing operations. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, and there's another booking, too. I can't remember what it is, but <laughs> a lot of something. It didn't get into Florida, I don't think, did it? I, uh, no, not that I yeah, not that I know of. Although Peter was telling me, because Peter does all the houseplant stuff. Okay. Uh, there were, I guess, some cold nights, not freezing to kill them kind of cold nights, but yeah. cold enough to slow things down. Yeah, a lot of times uh, in those tropical areas like that, uh, 45 degrees is considered a cold snap. It's, uh, it's enough to slow them down or hurt them. Yeah. yeah. And that's true on bananas especially. Um, I, I had to laugh. A lot of bananas. I, I, <laughs> really? I, uh, some crazy number, like three hundred three. Oh gallons. my gosh! Three hundred plants of bananas. Three gallon, yeah. All right. <laughs> Phil, yeah. Phil Dender, you name it. If I could get it in Florida, uh, it's coming. Did you fact, get so much may be coming. I may not be able to get it all unwrapped even in a couple of days. <laughs> huh? Did you get red or uh, dwarf bananas? Three varieties, I cannot remember the names. But there's some are red? Three varieties, I can't remember the names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And congratulations. Nice job with you and Peter in the paper today. Yeah. Did you see your article yet? Yeah. I, I, I read, read it. it. Okay. But I got a congratulations from my my uh, wife's aunt on Wednesday. So I, I'm guessing it, maybe it was online early. Oh, maybe so. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting it today when Jerry showed it to me. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, okay." Maybe the digital version came out before the. Uh, Maybe so. Maybe so. Kevin says in his uh, cheerful article, mm. "One heartbreaking victim of a goal was backyard citrus." Based on my plant's response, I am not optimistic that many of the limes, lemons, satsumas, grapefruit. Oranges and other citrus will survive, Milton. So, is this going to change your article and uh, plant answers about patio citrus? No. Okay. Because all those people that are buying citrus today, people will have citrus. That's yes, our will. motto. And some people put it in the ground will have success. Yeah. yeah. For a limited length of time. Well, in my backyard, all the hardy, what we call hardy citrus, froze dead as a hammer. Some that were not, weren't even on the market were, uh, was out of uh, Florida. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, out of Florida. They made a cross between a, a Changsha. No, uh, they made a cross between a trifoliate orange, which is the hardest of them all, and a, and a regular orange. And uh, said it was, it was hardy. And it's dead as a hammer. I had the original one brought into the state. So you single-handedly wiped out an entire strain of right. a future. F- and Mr. Morris, <laughs> thank goodness. I don't know if I can sleep at night after yeah, that. All of Mr. Morris' crosses were said to take down into the mid mid to low 20s. Well, Which happens. That, do- <laughs> that doesn't count. Well, what, what the, if you had hardy citrus, you had a man, maybe an hour that your citrus still alive and the rest of it uh, Mine's still alive. It might be still alive. Mine yeah. is. <laughs> but uh, he, Calvin says even, even the limes and lemons in containers covered with a layer of cloth 
and plastic and warm by a heat source appear to be in trouble. In Calvin terms, that means they're dead. But, but, <laughs> for, the, for a little ray of sunshine, if your Satsumas are over two years old and were purchased at Millburgers, they were probably grown on their own root system. Well, jump in there. It's going to have to be Arctic frost or orange frost. Right. Uh, they can uh, fr- they could freeze back to the ground if the if the root is still alive. And if they're over two years old, the problem the root may be still be alive. And uh, if it sprouts from the ground, it's a it's a Arctic frost or orange frost. Now, if it's not one of those two, yeah, and it sprouts from the ground, yeah, kill it. No, <laughs> uh, no, but it's going to grow so good, uh, Trey. So the roots. Of oh, the, it'll grow wonderfully. Uh, oh, yeah. no, no production and thorns on it. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> but nobody'll do that, will they, Milton? <laughs> very, very few seem to want to. Well, when that thing sprouts, they're happy. I, the south side is full of them. Uh, sour orange uh, roots are, and they. The the way you know it's sour orange uh, on the south side is because they never pick an orange, they never pick them off the tree. Where if it's an edible orange, they'll get them pretty quick. But anyway, that's that's what we have to deal with. So will the squirrels eat a sour orange? No. So even they know better. They even know they oh, really? know better. Wow. Or a possum. But uh, thank goodness for our disaster that we had that uh, made the citrus industry uh, basically go in greenhouses and produce virus-free stock. Well, they were producing, they were doing it because of virus-free stock, but that turns out that uh, it saved us from... Annihilation of, uh, of of our of our uh, citrus, Calvin. Uh, while you were answering a question off the air, you wouldn't believe some of the things you said in your article. Uh, <laughs> gosh, it was amazing. <laughs> you were be patient and allow plants a generous recovery period before you decide to discard them. That means. Keep enjoying those brown sago palms as long as you can. And remember, brown is the color. So what questions did you have? Because he seemed to, <laughs> you're, you're, the guy who you were asking seemed rather animated. <laughs> well, he, he thought uh, the rescue grass <laughs> was killing his San Augustine. Oh, grass. yeah, that happened. And, uh, and of course, everything he's t- he tried to... Uh, Weed-free zone, and he's tried uh, <laughs> uh, pre- the pre-emergence. Which don't work. Yeah. Never, never worked. Yeah, it didn't work. And he had examples. He said, you see that little that, that white spot is uh, so the, the damage. Yeah. So, he, you know, he had a, had a, had a lot of issues. But... Uh, I was I was I was thinking maybe it was uh, he, he he would do best if he reviewed those uh, instructions the labels and was a little little more careful about using 
exactly what was described, and he'd have better luck. Yeah. I could not trace. I didn't. I didn't want to ho- holler at you and say ask you a question because I, I got hacked the last time I did that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what, is, what is the other? What is the other uh, herbicide that we have besides Amaze and XL that works on the? Well, we don't have XL. We have Amaze. Yeah. Uh, limited, uh, and I'm almost out, but I've got another 150 bags that was stashed, uh, and then then I'll be out. Uh, and then we carry Dimension. Dimension, that's the and, one. And uh, Gallery. Dimension, yeah, and then, well, Gallery's labeled for uh, what? Well, it's Portrait now, sorry. I'm sorry? No, oh, it's Gallery. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It was Portrait, now it's Gallery. <laughs> but, uh, and, and the other the other one, which is... Uh, for the it's effective effective for the grassy weeds. Dimension is the best for the grassy Dim, weeds. Dimension, yeah. So I've got to try to remember that. And what's yeah. the, what's the other name for chlorothalonol? Bailiton? No. No. Chlorothalonol. Daconil. That's what I was thinking. It was daconil. Is what? I was thinking it was daconil, but uh, no, uh, chlorothalonol. Daconil, that's right, that's right. Hey, guys, we need to take a break. So 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment. Back here live at Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. In the southern part of Texas, in the town of San Antonio, is a fortress all in ruins that the weeds have overgrown. You may look in vain for crosses and you'll never see a one, but sometimes between the setting and the rising of the sun, you can hear a ghostly bugle as the men go marching by. You can hear them as the answer to that roll call in the sky. Welcome back to to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Real quick before we go back in the songs we're playing today as we remember the Alamo on the the anniversary of the fall of the Alamo on March 6th. Uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. Uh, 210-308-8867. As the weather improves, you're going to want to spend more time on that deck. That's a big, important part of your house. Uh, you, uh, you know, you, you did it, you got it, you look great. Well, now it doesn't, and you want to take care of it, but you don't know what to do. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf will help you. Barry has been doing this since the 80s. He's considered a national expert on staining and maintaining decks, and he loves this stuff. He is a geek when it comes to this. That's Deck and Patio Care. Give him a call or go to the website, deckandpatiocare.com, where you can see that before and after pictures. So if you want to maintain that deck or have it looking great, again, call him at 210-822. 9147, 210-822-9147, or online, uh, That's deckandpatiocare.com. Sharon is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Sharon, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Good. How can we I help you? I have a question. That on the uh, September oranges. The ma- um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember the, the uh, name of the fat oranges that that they that we have. I have 
um, the Miho, that's what I'm trying to say. The Miho, is it on its own route? No. It is not. Only, only the, uh, Mr. Only Mr. Moy's, uh, uh, new crosses were, uh, grown on their own route. I tried to get, I but, tried to get the nurseries to, uh, grow them all on the, on their own route. So is that only the Arctic and the, uh, yeah, orange bumper? frost and, uh, bumper? Arctic frost. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, only, so the meals are not. No, and I've got a, uh, Okitsu, no, yeah, Okitsu and, uh, a Miho uh, next to my house on the south side of uh-huh. my house in, in Leon Valley, and they're, they look as dead as a hammer. What, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait and see if they <laughs> sprout out, but, uh, the only hope I have is no hope at all, and that's the 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 uh, root comes back. And the best thing to best thing to do if that happens comes back from the root, and it had, the, it'd be a fast growing shoot, but it'll have thorns on it, and it'll have the the sour oranges. So don't okay. no need no need to wait. Uh, you might as well plant a plant another one. Well, what I'm asking is, I have a miho that's still in a pot, never got it in the ground. I have others right. in the ground, but oh. I looked at the miho that's not in, that's still in the pot, and it's coming back already. But really, but it's I think it's on the from the root. Oh, that's a little. That's kind of fast for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where where do you see new growth coming up? Is it above it's, it's the right root? at the bottom, right at the bottom? Uh oh, all the way down there, huh? Yeah, that's not I good. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now yeah, I have feel some of the ground. Feel sorry for me because I feel sorry for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a I've got a, a lemon that uh, has a green ball of uh, stems and foliage in the middle right where the wow the heat yeah heat source was but I've, <laughs> I've been faced with this before and I, I worry a little bit that that all of that stuff underneath it is has been damaged and so it won't be yeah it could be wouldn't won't won't be uh alive but This is a good one. This is a good opportunity for for me to be patient. There you go. I've seen I've seen that during a lesser cold, where it uh, would freeze half the stem. Oh yeah. Half the stem would be dead, and the other half green, and supporting what was above the green. What little bit was above the green. But you're you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, the hot weather comes and yeah, it's gone. Uh, I do have a lemon that I brought. It's in a big pot. <laughs> I brought it in the to my patio, which is closed in in plastic. But All no, right. heat. that's good. Good work. But there's no heat out there, and it was sitting right against the plastic. But it Uh-oh. still got blooms Uh-oh. on it. Okay, well, it's it's, 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 I imagine the plastic 
uh, where it touched the leaves touched the plastic, it probably no, burnt the leaves off. Uh, no, it didn't touch the plastic, uh, okay. but it set I'm on the outside wall. But okay. as yet, it's still holding the blooms. So. Well, that's 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 encouraging. Uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> If if it get if it got damaged, uh, it'll drop the blooms and probably drop the leaves. Yeah. Now, it was there some reason? It doesn't have hardly any leaves on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. But but <laughs> what they have are green. So. Okay. Keep up the hope for them. Uh, yeah. What I need to ask is, uh, why why didn't you open the doors to your patio? So that they could heat that uh, covered patio. Same he knows the you answer. Didn't open your, same reason you didn't open yours. The <laughs> yeah. There you go, Sharon. You sound, you sound like good my, work, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. You sound like you sound like my family when I was <laughs> coming up with that great idea to build uh, a lean lean to a plastic against the south side of my house. And uh, over, or in 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 engulfing in a uh, bathroom window, and I was just yeah. going to simply raise the window and uh, let the heat out. Of course. And I got I got that veto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very pleased at how many plants I had. To, I had my patio full of plants. It's a big patio. Well, get you a space heater. Can you borrow the article? Oh. Well. Alrighty. It wouldn't, okay. have done, it wouldn't have done any good if I'd been out without electricity, so it wouldn't make any difference. Well, but, that's uh, true. But my, a lot of, most of my hanging baskets are, are still good. And uh, so there's a few that, it, I lost a few, but uh, I'm amazed at what lives. All right. Thanks, Sharon. Okay, thank you. Bye, Sharon. All right, 210-308-8867. Mike is on the line. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, really. Uh, I was going to call and tell you it amazed me, but I've, I've got a brown turkey fig, and uh, I wrapped it in a heavy cotton sheet, and then I wrapped that in an, in an old black plastic tarp, and... It has survived this freeze, and it's starting to try and bud out a little bit, which just amazed me. Yeah, that's uh, a <clears throat> brown turkey. Well, most figs are uh, pretty cold sensitive, especially the yeah. temperature is that low. We haven't even uh, discussed figs very often. No, because, you know, they, <laughs> my, my, fa- my father always loved figs. And uh, for all his in- his entire life, we had a fig planted in Tennessee that would freeze down every year and never have a fig. Oh, no. Never ate yeah. a fig off of a Tennessee fig plant. But anyway, well, I'm glad I, you survived. I think that black tart, because it maybe absorbed a little heat in the daytime, is maybe what yeah. really helped. That would do it. Well, that's good news. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Hope you get a lot of figs this year. Oh, me too. I love them. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Cool. 
All right, 210-308-8867. We go from Mike to Michael on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Michael? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? We can. What's going on? Okay, good. Um, I have um, four viburnums in my backyard that were are 20 years old, so they're um, probably about 8 feet tall. And all the leaves have turned totally brown. And I'm trying to figure out, um, I've looked at the bark, kind of peeled it, can't really tell if everything's alive or not. And was trying to figure out what to wait for in terms of do I trim some of the dead leaves off? Do I cut it in half and see if the roots come back? Well, everyone, I think every viburnum in town is it was fri- uh, fried like that um i uh, i've got vi- viburnum and i haven't seen i don't seen anything green uh i'm uh, i'm waiting i'm going to try to be patient for another uh four or five weeks to see if anything comes out of the lower branches or uh the roots but i after uh, the show today and all the Discussions we have plus Jerry's uh, <laughs> Jerry switching switching over to uh, every, everything's going to be dead. Uh, I'm I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm a little nervous that they are not going to uh, do do much, but I, I think the best recommendation is just to give them a, a little bit more time before you uh, do the first cut. Just make sure that that nothing starts. Uh, you know, not, not, nothing starts green, and that you don't uh, take them down too early. But they're not going to be in good shape. Yeah, right. Uh, and you you could probably cut them in half, and that would uh, show you the new growth faster at the bottom. And in in the, uh, be coming from in the a normal year, you'd say no, don't cut them in half because we might still get a freeze. But <laughs> we're already into spring. <laughs> You know, right, right. into March. So, yeah, if you, and, I guess, if you were uh, want to do, have to do something, then go ahead and do that cutting them in yeah. half. Let me let me read. No, uh, I, Cal, let me read Calvin's uh, optimistic article here. Uh, on, on viburnum, yeah. you said it was. Yeah, I have viburnum plus xylosma. Xylosma twelve feet. So. Yeah, Calvin says. Kiss him goodbye. He didn't say that. <laughs> he may have felt it, but he didn't say that. I should look at green coming up down below. The xylosma has dropped all of its leaves, and so they look like tall sticks. The um, viburnums have got uh, still the brown leaves on them. They haven't dropped them yet. Yeah, that, that so. that's one good, one good sign, but... But you get a little suspicious when every single viburnum in town is that yeah. is that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, thank so, you, Michael. Where to, oh, go ahead. All right. No, no, go ahead. What's that? <laughs> uh, last. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. If y'all will help him, we got a, a full bunch of uh, callers. So we'll someone help him, and we'll talk to Frida on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Frida, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's How up? you doing there? Thanks. Uh, fine. I wanted to ask you about some fig ivy. I have it across the 
whole back. I have a very wide back up against the green belt. It's rocks, rocky uh, wall. And it, uh, I've had fig ivy on there, and it's kind of invasive, I think, because I know it's gone to my neighbors, too. And I thought, well, maybe I could pull some of it down, but it's really, I can't pull it down. It's all what is it? Fig, fig ivy. Oh, okay. Didn't it, didn't it freeze back? Well, it did freeze. It's all brown, but I think it's going to come back because I can't pull it off the wall. It's really stuck there. Yeah. So, okay. So, what 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 usually happens to fig ivy, even though it's if even if it's hugging a house, is that the main stems will kill. It'll defoliate, lose all its leaves, and then it'll come back from the ground. Now, when that thing sprouts up from the ground, if you want to kill it, uh, get you some of this uh, uh, weed-free zone. Weed-free zone? Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, stumping. Oh, cut vine and stump killer. Cut vine and stump killer. It's called cut vine and stump killer. And uh, go ahead and, and let, the, let the fig ivy come up about... Uh, about four to five inches tall, and, and trim the tops. In other words, cut about an inch off the top, and paint those cuts immediately with that cut vine and stump killer. And that's the only way you're going to be able to get rid of it. Yeah, it's tough stuff. Um, do you have any suggestions what I might put there instead? I, the vines are pretty, but I don't want something... So invasive. You wanted to climb, climb a wall, or, or yeah, on a fence? To grow up, it, it's a wall. It's it's rock wall. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's on a house, or is it just a fence, or what? It's on the green belt, up against the green belt. Oh, okay. Uh, you could plant something like uh, 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 butterf- butterfly vine. Okay, that might and be may, may, It blooms yellow all the all summer, and then it has a, a flower pods, which are the shape of a butterfly, perfect okay. shape of a butterfly, and that would that would uh, not be quite as invasive. Okay. And uh, but uh, now it doesn't cling like fig ivy, but. Uh, but you, if it's on a rock wall, you can uh, kind of angle it toward the <laughs> toward the wall. Okay. All righty. Uh, that'd okay, be pretty. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Okay. we got to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk to some more of our callers right after this at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Yeah, we have um, Shirley on first at 210-308-8867. Hi, Shirley. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. What's going on? Okay, I'll go fast. Giant liriope. They're green, but their leaves are kind of flopped over. Should I just cut them off to the ground and let them come back? Cut them down. Let them yes, start over. Okay. I can do that. All right. We have some mountain laurel. I'm sorry, Jerry. Um, do, do, do we have mountain laurel? Is it what you say? Okay. 
we had some mountain laurel. And okay. they were very sickly and ugly, so we cut them down. Well, of course, now okay. all this beautiful foliage is coming up out of the ground, but I want to kill them. <laughs> Do I okay. use that vine and, vine and stump killer stuff? Is that what I should use? Yes, ma'am. You did uh, just make okay. a, a fresh cut and uh, put oh. some of that on the very cut end. Is it a liquid? Yes, ma'am. It's a liquid. It's a liquid. Okay. And okay. So, so pour it all. Well, you, yeah. You, uh, a lot of a lot of times it has an applicator in it that you can get oh. uh, wet and put uh, one drop on the very cut tip. Well, I mean, they're coming up around those old roots. There's probably 50 shoots, 50 mountain laurel shoots coming up. But just cut them off, like with a string trimmer, and then put this stuff on them, right? Did you did you say these are coming up? Uh, they're not coming up around an established mountain laurel, are they? They're coming up around what was a sickly mountain laurel that we cut oh, okay. down. I mean, it was okay. nothing but dead wood and the top <clears throat> and everything, so we cut them down. But now, of course, okay. they're coming out around the, on the root. But just cut them with a string trimmer and, and put that stuff on them, and that'll kill them, yeah, you Yes, ma'am. You, you do better to just cut them with a, a shear, a pruning shear, okay. and then okay. immediately okay. cut the paint the... Uh, the, oh, yeah. the cut. Yeah, okay. okay. I'll do that. Okay, okay good Gary. luck to you. Bye-bye. Gary, Thank wait, you. wait, oh, wait. Quick, quick. Oh, I wanted to tell you, I finally cut my uh, ground cover down with a lawnmower. I've been telling my husband to do it for years, but it, it's a ground cover. It's not a shrub. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> took, your, okay. took your advice from last week and chopped it down there you Thank go. Thank you for calling. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you. All right, Sylvia, I think you're going to get the last word today. Sylvia, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Hi. Um, I was hearing uh, Calvin say the, the mountain, I mean, the mountain the table palms don't cut them back. Or is it too soon to cut them back? Is that what he's saying? Don't cut them right now? Even is, though yours that, is, is yours that beautiful brown? Yeah, yes, I, I had ha- four of them. One is a real huge one, and I thought, mm. you you know, you're supposed to cut them down, down, down till you see some greenery. I, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. No. Should I wait because no. we might get cold? No. No? <laughs> no? Sago palms, like most palms, it's not uh-huh. a true palm, but uh, sends out new growth from the very center. Okay. If you look at, you know that little fuzzy thing in the center? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> the growing yeah. point? Right. If yes. that's brown, okay. it kills the whole plant. Oh, if it's okay. If you see any kind of green on there, regardless okay. of that, you can remove uh-huh. all those dead fronds because they're not going to green up again. And uh, oh. and wait wait okay. to see if it puts out new fronds from the top. So that's Please. why... Uh, I don't have this article, but I heard you all talking about it. So wait two or three weeks or, or just wait until I see green. You you can cut the leaves off now, the fronds off now. Okay. And then okay. wait a uh, couple of three weeks. Oh, okay. And it'll, 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 sprout, it'll sprout right out the top. 
Oh, okay, okay. Also, uh, let me ask you real quick. I have a Hong Kong uh, orchid tree. Um, you think it's going to come back? Um, no. It's all... No? There, well, usually... Yeah, they 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 have frozen back here in many many freezes that were not as bad as the one we had. So right. chances um, are it's going to be frozen to the ground. But when you is. cut when you cut it off, it'll come uh-huh. back. Should I cut I mean, just from, from the root or 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 cut it halfway? I mean the whole it's about four almost five feet. It's not. I just had it in there about eight or nine months in, in the ground. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I imagine I imagine that killed that thing. But oh. uh, <laughs> if, oh. if you want to, if you want to on that one, just wait and see uh, okay. if it sends out any sprouts. Okay. But Should I, I, I don't, get, I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you much hope. Right. Yeah. Uh, leave yeah, it where I mean, it is. A, Okay, not not the leaves. Don't take off the leaves. Don't 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 do anything. Fertilize or anything. Or no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you, you, right. you can you can you can put some uh, wish it would grow on there. You know, along with Miracle Grow and get it some wish it would grow. No, don't tell her that. What? <laughs> <laughs> but but Miracle Grow would probably do about as much good. Okay. An American girl. Sorry, sorry, it wasn't. A, sorry, it wasn't. Nothing answers there, Sylvia. All right. Okay. Thanks. You, okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We just got about forty seconds left. Anything we got to bring up real quick? I wanted to put one positive spin on Calvin's article. <laughs> oh, jeez. For our lady that you uh, could have moved just grows, a little uh, fast. No, just a little bit. Quick. Grow, grows. Uh, Twenty seconds. Our, uh, uh, <laughs> Grows our uh, uh, winter weeds. Oh, Evelyn. Evelyn. Quick. Ten seconds. Uh, that's going to come back. It's okay. back, but it's going to come back. All right. We'll say goodbye for today. Join us tomorrow here at Millburger, 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to Al. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow on The Answer.